I'm Allie, and I simplify with purpose. As women, we have so much power, but how do we access it? This podcast explores how to harness the power of purpose so that together we can be a driving force for good. I'm your host, Joe Tropiano, and I'm excited to be with you today as we learn from women who have made the choice to embrace and unleash their power of purpose. Good morning, everyone. It's early morning here on the West Coast in California. I'm a little bit later on the East Coast where Allie is, but we are so excited to have the one and only Allie Casaza on our show. Thank you so much for being here, Allie. Thank you for inviting me. This is It's fun to connect with you. Yeah, this is awesome. So I want to give just a little bit of a rundown on who Allie is, and then we're going to dig right in. But what I loved about Allie, the first second that I saw who she was, was that she's on a mission to eradicate the hot mess mom, which I am most definitely one. I have a four-year-old and we're both together tornadoes. So the second that me or my daughter comes into a room. It's just like a tornado follows us around. So um, (laughs) Allie is someone who is helping moms. And I love the name of her book, Declutter Like a Mother. So live a more simple, joy-filled, purpose-filled life. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. She's a podcast host. She has a new book that just came out. She has a blog that you can follow um, if you're anything like me and you're looking for a little more purpose in your life and you're also looking for ways to live more simply. Allie is that voice of reason and that coach kind of cheerleader helping push you on the way. So Allie, I would love to hear... I seen on social media where you have this really amazing challenge going right now. Can you talk a little bit about that? (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's brand new and I'm so excited about it. We're on day, today's day three. I think I'm going to have to do it again because we have like over 10,000 women signed up and it's, it's crazy, but it's five days to an easier mom life. And I named it that because I think that ease and mom life are never together. And that's the challenge that what if we allowed things to just be easier and we didn't expect so much hardship all the time? I'm challenging something that is just expected by pretty much everyone. And it's also a challenge where we have like really small action steps every day. And in five days, there'll be quite a bit of change for everyone that's doing it. That's awesome. So can you give an example of that? Give an example of a way that we take something that should be relatively easy and we make it just much more difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give two things. The first thing is, I mean, really just the way that we're thinking, like what I was just saying, expect, like you get what you expect. So if you're buying into the belief that mom life is the hard life, it's the, you're constantly serving and never, ever getting anything that it's supposed to be like you being run ragged. And that equals you doing a good job at it. There's this kind of idea of like, you really get like a badge of honor and like a gold star if you're an exhausted mom all the time. And then if you get too far, people are like, oh, just like you need to like take a bubble bath, like self-care. And if we expect that, that's what we're going to get in any season of motherhood, whether you're you have a baby or you have teenagers, it doesn't matter. So really just why do we make it so hard by expecting it to be so hard? And then 
The second example can be really practical, just day to day. Like let's use the laundry for an example. When we live in like reactive mode where we notice that we're out of, you know, the kids are out of underwear and they don't have any clean underwear for school. And we like react, we react to the fact that now we got to do the laundry. And so we're like freaking out, got to get to baseball, got to get the, get dinner going. I got to like, oh my gosh, now I have to do laundry. Like just reacting, reacting, reacting. That's just so much more stressful and so much harder than allowing more ease into the situation, like get laundry in a rhythm to where you're just like rhythmically not even having to think about it, switching to load in the morning, switching it after lunch, putting it away before you go to bed, asking your family to help. Even like your four-year-olds can put their clothes away. Like what if this were easier? What would that look like? And I call it being an action-taking woman. Solve the problem. Think through it. Brainstorm a little bit. The way that it's always been done is probably not working. And so what if there was a different way? What would it look like if it was easier? And you can do that with everything. And for those of you who don't know, Allie has four kids. So this isn't, Allie is not someone who has one angel child who is now in school and she can get all this done. She has four children. But what are the ages of your kids, Allie? My only girl is 12. And then the boys are 10, nine, and six. So you literally are in the full on tons of laundry, baseball here, dance there, all of the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, even if you simplify and things are lighter, you still have people living in your house. You still have dishes you have to eat off of that are clean. You still have clothes mm-hmm. to wash. Like it's you're, there's still life being lived and it's not like it's perfect, but I just think like, if there's a way that I could lean towards the positive and think, well, what could I just do to make this a little bit easier? It doesn't mean it's easy. But if it was just a little lighter, what would that look like? I just found an app called Hamper. It's like pretty cheap too. You can put your laundry in this like hamper they send you and someone washes it and brings it back the next day. And it's amazing. And it's, I feel like it's really affordable. And so I just started doing that. Like if you can't do that, like get it on a rhythm, get it in a cycle, even like cleaning up every time after I eat lunch, I'm going to sweep up the floor. So it's not like all disgusting at the end of the day when we're trying to have dinner. Maybe the kids don't do activities all at the same time. Maybe you rotate, we're going to do baseball and then we'll do horse lessons when that's over. Like just what would it look like if things were just easier and allow that support, allow yourself to release obligations and release things and don't make it so that you are always doing everything, always saying yes, always being so stretched thin because subconsciously you are believing that that's what's expected of you. And it makes it so much harder. And then you look back and you're like, man, that wasn't the mom I really wanted to be. That wasn't even forget being a mom. That's not the person I want to be. This is not the life I want to live. So what would make it lighter? Yeah. What I'm hearing is it sounds like it really starts with, and I know that you said this kind of at the beginning, but it really does start with a mindset, like a mindset reset of even maybe a little, I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but a little bit of acceptance of, of, okay, my life now as a mom, as a working woman or as a stay-at-home mom, whatever, it, it looks different now than it did when I was in college or when I was single or when I was, it was just my husband and I. And so it kind of like, or at least for me, it kind of starts with accepting, okay, this stage of life looks a little bit different than that stage of life. But I think like for somebody like me, where I struggle is then coming in with a more of embracing that positive mindset. 
Like I was just listening to my daughter today, getting ready for school. And she kept saying over and over again, I'm so cute. I'm so cute. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so cute. And she was like dancing around and I was just sitting there like, that's like a positive. She's speaking positivity into her mind and into her day, even as the day gets started. And I don't do that. I'm already kind of starting from a deficit. I'm already like, oh, the alarm's off. I got to get up and do all of these things. You know, and I, I think that, yeah, I think that we get there, like for, this is my own experience. I think that I get there when I'm not experiencing enough enjoyment in my life. So, and that's often like, I'll get really busy or go through a season where I can't really do anything about it. Like I just launched my book and it just was what it was. It was just a whirlwind and it was very temporary. So at least I knew that. And there was not a lot of things that I was really like deeply enjoying. And I found myself like you naturally want to enjoy. So I found myself like kind of gravitating toward like using food to cope with this busy, busy time, which is personally like my go-to. That's my go-to behavior. I've talked about it on my podcast a lot. That's like what I go to. It was like, okay, like that's not ultimately what's going to serve me and my body. And that's not really what I want. So what do I really want? And it's just enjoyment. So I cleared my calendar in the morning and I stopped working before 11, like no PR, no book stuff, nothing before 11. And I started going for these really long walks every morning and just breathing and enjoying silence because literally all day, every day I was in my ears, like being interviewed and like talking and talking about the book and, and working and doing meetings. And so that, that enjoyment in the morning, I mean, it cleared it right up. I was no longer like pulling at different things or wanting to numb out with TV or just, Oh, I just, I'm going to like eat a bunch of food. That's going to make me feel sick. But right now I'm just like, I just need to cope. I feel like we get that dread in the morning. You were talking about like, oh my gosh, the alarm, like when we're not experiencing enough enjoyment. And that is something that makes life simpler. Bringing in a little bit of daily enjoyment, even if it's just like an extra cup of coffee or tea by yourself in the morning for a second while, you know, the toddler watches a show. What would make this more enjoyable? And not feel guilty about that. <laughs> not feel guilty yeah, about no way. in front of a show so you can have an extra cup of coffee, especially with COVID. I mean, I had to get, Honestly. I had to let expectations go big time over the last couple of years of like, yeah, okay, well, I didn't want my daughter to be on the media as much, but you know what? <laughs> it's COVID. It There's is what it is. <laughs> I have to work. This is just what's going to happen. And like, let that go a little bit. Um, yeah. speaking of your book, I love the title of your book, Declutter. Thank like you. <laughs> That's so good. Can you talk a little bit about your book and tell everyone where they can find it? Yeah. So really, I mean, kind of the method that I developed over the last six years or so in my online business is like lifestyle. Like we start at the home and we go over like calendar relationships, self, like everything. And so the book is step one. It's the home, the physical environment, because that is such a foundation. Marshall Goldsmith says, if you do not create and control your environment, your environment creates and controls you. So changing the home environment where you're spending time, where your home base is, is huge and can like really be a catalyst for changing all the other things that you might feel tempted to like start with. But I think it's even still after all these years, I still believe that home is the best place to start. So Declutter Like a Mother is about that space in your life and just really lightening that load, simplifying, finding, I call it finding the gaps. Where are the gaps in your home where it's not working for you? Like you're working for it and it's requiring way too much energy, way too much time. It's a cool book because you literally get time 
the unreplenishable resource. You get more of that back and you get increased energy. And, and like we were talking about enjoyment, it's about bringing enjoyment into your life through your home. Your home should be supporting you and working for you, not against you. For sure. And we're so excited because we're going to do a little giveaway of Allie's book along with her favorite piece of purpose jewelry. So look for that. Oh, I'm wearing mine today yeah. too. Are you? Oh, amazing. Yay. I love those. Those are so cute. So we're I gonna love give, them. We are going to give, we're going to give a pair of those away. So stay tuned for that on social media. Allie's so generous to give the book away. I want it for myself. So I may I'll send it to you. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's how I fall asleep. That's my rhythm at night to fall asleep is to read. And that's okay. like my favorite thing to get under the covers and like get my book and fall asleep to reading my book. So you also host a podcast, which I love the name, <laughs> The Purpose Show. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast and then also where you can find your podcast. Yeah, I've been podcasting since 2018 and it is in the name. It's really about like finding the purpose in your life as a woman, as a mom. And really like, I always talk about setting the intent. Like what is your intention for each room in your house? What's your intention for your life? What's your intention for your kid's childhood? What's your intention for the day, for the next hour? Like we can, we break things down really small. We also get big picture. It's all about taking action. So every single episode is not just conversations that are like inspiring and then good luck. I'll break it down for you. Like, how are you going to, what though, what are you going to do with this though? And we'll talk about that. And I think people walk away with deliberate steps, which is really cool. Yeah. I love that idea of intention and doing things with intention, which with this podcast and the idea behind this podcast too, it's, it's to try to show people that they don't have to do anything necessarily special to find purpose or have purpose. And that was kind of a big, huge thing that I learned. You know, I spent the first part of my career kind of just like, I don't have any purpose. I don't have any purpose. Really, it was that I wasn't necessarily living with intention. And so making small steps, and that's kind of what we say in the beginning of this, it's just making small steps, even with intention is what really starts to form the basis of finding purpose and living with more purpose, making the bed with intention, you know, giving my husband a kiss on the lips when he comes in the door with intention, understanding that people around you are real people with souls and treating them with intention. Even we talked about this, even like at the grocery store, that was like a huge thing for me during coronavirus is like Mm. finally seeing, seeing the people who are working at the grocery store, you know, it took that for me to finally go through the line and grocery shop with greater intention <laughs> and treating yeah. treating our workers with greater intention and the people who are serving us in that way. And I love yeah. what you say about, about intention there. So where can people find your podcast? I'm sure it's on everything, right? Yeah. It's everywhere you listen to podcasts. The book is everywhere books are sold. You can get it at Target, Amazon. I would just love to connect with you guys and everyone listening. I think you're here for a reason and I would love to support you in any way that I can. I think that's amazing. Thank you for offering that. How did you find your purpose? Oh, good question. Mine came through like my difficult story and just fell into it, which I think is the story of grace and how the universe works, how God works. Just, I mean, my life was so, it felt so dark and I was so overwhelmed. I was definitely depressed. I had three babies under three 
And everyone kind of just looked at me and talked to me like, oh, of course you're like this. Like you have three under three. I felt lost and dumb and like I made a mistake or it was really hard. And I got to a point where I just decided this is not my story. This doesn't need to feel like this. And I'm just done. And I started to just ask for guidance and had this thought one day, all I do is clean up. I'm not able to enjoy my life. So what if I just got rid of everything that we don't actually use? And here we are, (laughs) just started and turned into this blog and millions of women joining me in a business. And my husband's been home for five years from his crappy job. We run the business together. We've created like 20 jobs. It's amazing. That's amazing. And it's so interesting too, that as you were going through that difficult time with three children under three, depression, all of these things, that it sounds like the lie people were speaking into you at that time, or some people, I'm sure not all were, oh, well, of course, this is what you should expect, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, and that's the message. <laughs> of course you are. That's the message that we have to push back on. And even just thinking through that, like when you said that, that really triggered something in me because of how often I feel like I say that to myself and how often I feel like I hear it. And then also say it to other people. Well, duh, <laughs> look at where you are. What did right. you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. And you're started with the kind of this simple but revolutionary thing of like, what if I got rid of everything I don't need? How much stuff was it? Can I ask? Oh my gosh. I remember I was on a first name basis with everybody at the donation center. <laughs> they like knew me. They loved me. It was bags and bags and bags. I would probably take like, four to seven really big trash bags of stuff. Definitely every week, probably a couple times a week in the beginning. It was a lot. How do you continue to purge? Like, how do you maintain that? Because it's it's yeah. easy for stuff to trickle back in. Totally. I feel overwhelmed again. <laughs> and it, it's not even like, I mean, it's not, it does happen with you getting stuff and bringing it in and then kind of realizing like, oh, I guess I didn't really need that. But the biggest thing is like with kids, the paperwork and the little gifts that they get from places and from people and holidays and birthdays, like it really is nonstop. And so for me, like I like to do it seasonally. So when the season starts to shift, like right now, it's starting to feel like fall here. So we're about to do the kids' dressers. I can just tell when I'm helping them with their laundry, they're a little too full. Like, I just know they don't need all those clothes. And we've had some growth spurts and bought some new things, but never went and undid the old stuff. So things just get a little heavy. We will revisit whatever feels heavy. It's usually wardrobes and toys. And we just revisit it seasonally. It doesn't need to be this like rule or this heavy thing that you have to maintain now. It's just kind of a lifestyle of like, this feels a little heavy. This is taking up too much space and so too much time. So let's like revisit it and see what we're actually using. And the kids are used to it. They just join in. Sometimes they'll do it without me asking just because they're older now, which is awesome. That's so great. I know it is. It does start as my daughter's four turning five. It is pretty amazing how it's like, oh, okay, well, you had a little accident. Can you go downstairs and and get your underwear? And she can do it now. And it's like, oh, I can sit on the couch and drink my glass of wine while she's going Well, and like, just something like, let's, to give you like a positive mom life message, since there's so many negative ones, like now Bella will make meals. She'll do her laundry. I mean, it's awesome. And so I never have a cold cup of coffee anymore. Those days are over. It's coming. It gets, it gets really fun. And then they're like, 
oh man, Joe, like they're just like little souls and they just like have these ideas and these thoughts and you can see who they're going to be. My like mantra for myself is it just gets better. It's better and better and better. There's no need for dread. There's no need for negativity about the teen years. Like everybody is literally just self-fulfilling prophecy. Hardship, hardship. And just wait till they're teens. There's never, you finally get out of the hard time and they're like, oh, you think you're done? Like there's more coming. Like they're so negative. And with me and my kids, I'm like, it's just up and up for us. We might go through ebbs and flows, but it's always going to get better. And that really helps me as they age. I don't get sad when they get older. We just get closer. I understand them. Mom life is a celebration. It's just really gets rained down on with negativity and it it shouldn't be like that, especially from mom to mom should be supporting each other. My God. (laughs) I know, right? What about social media? Have you thought Mm. much about that with your kids? (laughs) I'd love to. Oh my gosh. We're like, okay. So my daughter actually has a business. Her website's like getting redone right now. It's see Bella draw. And so she is an artist. So she is creating courses where she teaches younger kids how to draw and like believes that art is like therapeutic. And that's how she processes anything that happens to her. That's hard for her. Like she'll go in her room and just draw until it's processed. And then she like releases it. It's so cool. And so she wants to teach other kids how to do that. And so because of that, she's asked about Instagram recently. And I was like, the first thing I thought was like, body dysmorphia is on Instagram. (laughs) Like I can't deal with this. She's asked before, like a couple years ago. And we were like, this is not the time. But now like, she's really like, all my friends have it. I will be responsible. You can check it for me. She's like, mom, I really, I really want to grow my business. Like you said, you believed in me and I really want to do this. And so I'm like, okay, I think we're ready to do this. I'm that feeling of like, no, is like gone. I'm feeling okay about it. And there's this amazing app called Q Studio that literally is like, it's crazy. You can see everything they do. Everything. (laughs) And so I'm of the mindset that like when they're this young, I will see everything that you do. It's not a privacy thing. Like I'm going to see what you're doing. So we have that. We haven't. It's a protection thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we haven't gone down that path yet, but it's any day. Like it's, I, she's like waiting for me to help her set it up. And I think too, like the biggest thing that I'm learning right now is all of the conversations that we've had about with Bella, it's body stuff. That's the thing that I'm like nervous about everything else. She'll be like, Oh, gross. Like, I don't whatever. <laughs> she's yeah. like really level-headed, but it's like, okay, so this is it. Like when like you have a four-year-old, like from then till Now, like all the conversations you have, the way that you talk about yourself is literally her inner voice about all of this. So that's a little terrifying, but also empowering because you're in control. So, and there's no like big moment where you're like, that was the time that I implemented a positive body love view in my daughter. Like it's all the tiny things, like when you eat and what you say at the restaurant and when you say something is going to make you fat or whatever. Like it's all of the little things. And same with the boys with respecting women and what they view online being aligned with respecting women. It's all the little conversations that lead to this moment of mom. I think I want to get Instagram. It's the little mundane things that add up. They are sponges. I mean, they're totally sponges. And that's so true. How we talk to ourselves, how we talk to other adults around us or our spouses, they hear that for sure. And I think that that's so smart to just 
be aware, again, intentional (laughs) about how you're viewing yourself, how you're talking to yourself, what stories you're telling yourself, what stories you and your husband are telling in front of the children, you know, all of those things because they just soak it up and they learn. Okay. I have one kind of last question and then, well, two last questions. This one is, do you think purpose changes over time? I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately, I guess it could, but in my experience, it hasn't changed. It's just what's changed is how I do it. It's the same purpose. It just has shifted like what I'm doing with it. It used to be very in-person and then it was like more online and then the message shifted and it's evolved with me. The way that I say what I do and how I teach now is very different from even just a few years ago. So I don't know. The purpose is still the same. And even if I like sold my business or something and was doing something else, I would still have a purpose for turning the tide and and changing how people think about motherhood. I just might do it a different way. I don't think that purpose can die. If it's dead, then so am I. (laughs) It's it's in me. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder too, if it's getting some more clarity. Like, I mean, I remember for myself, even moving from corporate, working in corporate America to working for an anti-trafficking with international justice mission and going, I found my purpose. My purpose is to rescue women out of trafficking. And then realizing actually that wasn't really my purpose that has changed over time. But what really is my purpose is empowering women comes down to just in any way that I can live to empower women. And I feel kind of the same as you. Like, I think the ways that you're engaged might change, but once you find kind of what that core purpose is for you, that core purpose may not change. Like, I feel like I would die before yeah. And like, you're still, yeah. And like, that's, you've been empowering women and in, in these different, in these different ways. And it's all the same thing. It just shows up different. I just feel like if it's really purpose, like you can't shake it. Yeah. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't just stop. Yeah. I love that. I think that's cool. And I think that's something for our listeners to think about too, is, is your yeah. purpose like the way you're doing it right now? Or is it even like bigger than that? Is it a bigger yeah. thing than just like, the, the way that you're engaging with what it is that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to end the show, what would you say? Like I'm Allie and I, what with purpose or I do with purpose? What, what I know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking like, you're basically asking me to like define what I do and I never know what to say. <laughs> People <laughs> ask me that and I'm like, there's like a podcast and like a book. <laughs> I don't really know. What about I simplify it with purpose? How does that feel? I love that. Okay, let's do it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Okay. I'm Allie and I simplify with purpose. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We need more of that. We need more of you in our life. So, (laughs) well, I mean, for me, this has been so... So, I mean, what a great way for me personally to start my morning. I'm about to drive two hours down from Big Bear to Irvine to go into work. I have lots of things that I'm going to ruminate on that you've shared and listened to and think through. And I'm so excited for your book and I'm just so excited for everything that you have going on. And I know that I can always learn to simplify more and more. 
and find ways to do that in my life, especially with the holidays coming up. Yeah. (laughs) Things get crazy. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. Maybe we can have you back on again at some point. Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, please follow, give Allie a follow if you're not already on Instagram. You're Allie. On Instagram, yeah, Allie underscore that's me. If you just search Allie Casase, it will come up. Yeah. And of course, when this podcast launches, which the launch date for the full podcast is actually this Friday, where we'll finally be live streaming on everything. We'll have everything that you talked through in the show notes. So everyone will be able to find you and also to check out Instagram and look for the giveaway that we're going to do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of With Purpose. We are so glad you're here on this journey with us to living lives of greater purpose. To learn more about how you can get involved with Purpose Jewelry or International Sanctuary, visit us at www.purposejewelry.org and follow us on social media at Purpose Jewelry. I'm Joe Tropiano, and we will see you next time.